Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we are back. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We were talking about how to move from a part-time status in your real estate business to being full-time. Um, hey, Julie, make sure um, you're uh, straight up, no blue, uh, Bluetooth. Yep, and I am. then we're good. Okay, excellent. And so this is a good topic because everyone is always, you know, I just had a series of interesting calls with podcast listeners. I had to start my calls every morning around 6 a.m., and several of the calls were from agents that were listening to this series of podcasts because guess what? When you guys ask for help, if it's something that we can immediately help with, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're incredibly busy, but we always prioritize being of service to our podcast listeners and obviously our coaching clients. So, yeah, if you ever need any help, just ask for help, and we're going to help you. But here's the recurring theme. They were very thankful and grateful that Julie and I were telling them that they shouldn't quit their jobs, which I thought actually was hilarious. And, you know, but I've heard it before, obviously, over the years. And what they said is that they were uh, essentially being browbeaten by, you know, brokers and office managers for not burning the ships and quitting their jobs. And then these office managers and brokers were becoming little mini motivational speakers and talking about the only way you can succeed is if you have no way of retreating and, um, you know, all these silly things that people say. And here's the reality of it. Not in not one case. Did the office manager or the you know broker take the time to understand that particular agent's financial situation? They treated everybody the same, and that's going to result in a lot of financial hardship for the agents that listen to it. So you need to pick up where we left off yesterday, listening to what we're talking about. But here's really the bottom line: there are there are a set of rules, and we're going to talk about that today. That where you can financially transition from being um, a part-time agent to a full-time real estate agent. We're going to talk about that. We're going to give you the exact bridge to cross. But for most of you that are listening that are not full-time in real estate, and we do have some of the nation's top producing agents that listen to us full-time, and those of you who have that are in that position, you also need to be following this advice when other agents are coming to ask you questions as well because it's honestly the ethical and moral thing to do. It's telling people to take care of their families first primarily, and you know, making sure that their financial heads are screwed on straight before they jump in this crazy, hectic, mostly insane world of residential real estate. So thank you for those of you who have given us praise for this topic. I really appreciate it. Certainly um, not in the current zeitgeist where everyone's saying basically just jump in with two feet. We're saying jump in with one foot, make sure that you have a firm uh, you know, footing for that particular foot before you bring in the other. That's what we're suggesting. So listen to yesterday's podcast. Another quick reminder to all of you, make sure you've downloaded your real estate treasure map. It's your fill-in-the-blank real estate and life business plan. We talk about that a lot on this podcast because we get so much positive feedback about it. But make sure you go and download that. It is free. All you have to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, you're going to be texted back an immediate link to download the real estate treasure map with six other books, by the way, as well. And you're also then going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So while you're thinking about it, just go ahead and text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Okay, Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday. 
Yes. So we're transitioning from part-time dabbler to full-time real estate rock star. Point number five was mindset, and point number six is called more mindset. You may not go full-time just so you can flex your creative muscle, dump your boss, not have a schedule, or recreate the real estate model. These are all things that we've heard coaching clients, or we turned them into coaching clients because they needed help. Okay, we've heard this from agents and brokers. I got into real estate so I could recreate the real estate model or what have you. Your product is profit, clear and simple. Don't quit your, your regular job so you can go be creative. You will go broke in the meantime. So I don't know if I can be more direct about it than that. So that, those well, are not reasons let's, to let's go full time. But let's drill down on that. What, what are the, think about what Julie's saying and think about how you think. So what Julie was saying is if you want to be successful, not just in real estate, but anything in life, the best path for you to follow is the path that has the highest probability of success, right? Just makes sense. I mean, if your goal basically is to be successful, by successful, you're going to help people obviously buy and sell real estate. You're going to then basically become, you know, over time, you're going to earn the reputation of somebody that people trust as a real estate professional, and then you will start to amass um, money. You'll become rich where your money works for you and you don't have to work for your money. That takes time. We talk about that endlessly in the Harris Rules book, so make sure you get that on Amazon or make sure you can get it at Barnes & Noble as well. So here's what, where you really need to realize. This is going to take time. It's a process, um, and ultimately for you to get there the quickest, follow the path that's most assured for you to accomplish your particular goal. Don't just go on Facebook or all the other websites you guys go to and try to put together your own mishmash approach, approach to real estate. Our coaching program is turnkey, and it works in all price ranges and all market conditions. And, but here's the thing that's different about what Julie and I say, and listen to what I'm saying now. Yes, we have scripts, okay? And, but no, we don't want you using the scripts exactly as we've written them. I know that's completely different than what everyone else tells you. Why? Because we know ultimately the most effective scripts are the scripts that you'll use, okay? And we know that if we give you scripts that you feel comfortable with that you'll use, then what will happen is you, you like the scripts, you understand that the script is basically a conversational outline that's designed to get you a consistent result. And after you follow that script and after you've internalized the central structure of it, then what we want you to do is we want you to personalize it, okay? We want you to use your own style, the own, everything that you do and say, we want you to personalize that script so then it becomes your own. And then you'll even eventually forget where you learned the script in the first place because it just becomes such a natural, intuitive part of how you speak. Does that make sense? That's what the whole point of basically following a path of success is. You can think about any athlete. You can think about anybody as a professional. They all start out initially by emulating, copying, reading scripts, for example. And then over time, they basically develop their own style. Don't start thinking that your own style is somehow going to be superior than following something else that's proven. That's a huge mistake. Please listen to what we're telling you. It's going to save you a lot of stress. It'll get you to the top of the mountain a heck of a lot faster than you otherwise would have. Next point, Jules. Yes, and I think we touched on this uh, yesterday, so I'll do this one quickly, and then we'll keep going with our points. Point number seven was support. Your family must buy into your plan and support you. If you don't have that, you're not a great salesperson yet. We talked about that yesterday. Don't just quit your job and go, you know, the selfish entitlement to do your own thing related to our previous point. Point number eight is about money, 90 days minimum standard. We talked about that a little bit. Sorry, I started a little earlier in the points than I should have. Point number nine, discipline. Here's the big one. You must be committed to actually following a dollar productive schedule 
yes, I know you quit your job because you didn't want to schedule, but you're going to have to follow one anyway, based on actual financial goals, okay? So contrary to popular belief, your real estate schedule must be 80% lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing, not office meetings, designations, webinars, caravans, and tweaking your website. You see the difference. I know that that last part sounds like work, looks like work. You, you look like you may be doing something, but in fact, none of those things lead directly to a paycheck, like generating leads, following up on them, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Those, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six things are your only jobs in real estate. That's what makes you money because you're able to help people and by helping people with their real estate needs, you get a paycheck in return. And yes, you know, you can do some fun things at office meetings and other things like that, but you can't tell me that that's going to be your next commission check. So discipline is point number nine. You've got to actually follow the schedule. Where are you going to get your ideal schedule? Right, in, right out of the treasure map, which is easy enough for you to get. The treasure map is personal to you, though. So if you are somebody that's got other commitments, family, other job, part-time job, full-time job, you're going to create a schedule based on what you need to do in real estate, based on the time you've got to do it in. It's not a cut and dry, everybody gets the same schedule like maybe your broker or office manager would feed to you, okay? They mean well, but it's not very personal to you. So very closely related to that is number 10, business plan. You must have and follow a business plan. The real estate treasure map, the survival plan, or the 90-day massive action plan are all good choices and they require you to have all of our other points in place, okay? So like your schedule, your savings, your support from your family. You've got to be following a plan. I know you quit your job, so nobody would tell you what to do. But if nobody tells you what to do, what's going to happen? Probably nothing, okay? You have a choice. Every day you're either self-employed or self-unemployed. If you don't have a business plan, or I should say if you're not working your business plan, because some of you have it but you don't do anything with it, you're not actually working your business plan, you're self-unemployed. So there's that. Point number 11, accountability. Another thing that they like to dodge occasionally. You must track your business visually using our whiteboard method. This is something that we teach a lot in Premier Coaching. Out of sight is out of mind. So CRMs and spreadsheets, those are great, you know, but visual accountability works better. This is why our coaching clients can tell us, if we call them at 3 o'clock in the morning, how many deals do you have pending? What's that worth to you? How many active listings do you have? How many leads do you have? How many are buyers? How many are sellers? Are you on track ahead or behind? If you're not tracking, you're not going to achieve your goals. I can guarantee that. But our agents that do track using the whiteboards as their coach to do, visual accountability, they're, it's almost uncanny and I'm sure you would agree with this, Tim, because you have your clients do it too. It's, it's really uncanny how on track they actually are, like almost down to the deal, almost down to the, to the dime. It's crazy. It's awesome. And though. you know what's interesting so, too is like yeah. the stress that you naturally mm -hmm. feel in life that a lot of people feel. If you really – like when I have a coaching client that has – you know, a new coaching client or one of you guys I'm trying to help and you have a lot of stress, the first thing I have you do is write down all the things that are stressing you. 
And it's funny, every time I've done the exercise, everyone's always – it's the same process, right? You'll write down three or four things, and then it's like, no, it's more than that. And then you end up basically you know, fighting with me a little bit, and eventually you come up with a list of like 30 or 40 things. These are all the things that are floating around in your mind. Julie and I call this your brain dump. So if you were to do an actual brain dump of all the stuff that's floating around in your mind – and you're to go through it and you're to look at all of it, all of it roots back to the fact that you're not, you don't follow a specific schedule and the schedule itself isn't built around the, like the three to five most important things that you should be doing every day in your business. Are you okay, yeah, Julie? Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I was uh, just reading something. Somebody was trying to bother me. Okay. So yeah, yes. daily minimum standards. That's what it, what it gets down to. And you know, how many of our coaching client, how many of our coaching calls, get down to somebody sliding away from their daily minimum standards. And it's not that they don't know what to do. A lot of, you know, they're, they'll say, just tell me what to do. What do I need to do for my homework? They know what to do. They just need to be held accountable to it. So daily minimum standards regarding money, health, mindset. We like mint.com for your money. Daily workouts for your health. Media-free morning for your mind. These are good starting standards. If you just maintain those three or four things, you don't have to have a huge list of daily minimum standards, but you do have to have some anchors in your day to keep yourself on track. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And so just to give you guys a sample, again, of daily minimum standards that we suggest everyone have, and this is kind of interesting. This, I'm going to share with you guys a bunch of concepts. Those of you who are longtime listeners, you're going to be familiar with what I'm saying. So you're going to do the real estate treasure map. Through the real estate treasure map process, you're going to go through your financial stuff. You're going to go through the whole process. And then you're going to come up with the number of listings that you need at all times. Yes, I said listings that you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals, okay? Now, that listing number might be 5, it might be 10, it might be 20. So here's what's fascinating. This is all psychology, obviously, is that let's say your magic number of listings that you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals is 10. If you make 10 contacts per day, 10 contacts per day are almost certainly, if you have that as the goal, which is also the same as a real estate magic number, you will succeed at a higher level than you never ever possibly imagined. The first thing is that you have to know what your real estate magic number is. The second thing is you have to know basically where you're at with, in terms of your, uh, in the number of contacts you need to make per day. You do those things, you're going to automatically start changing the, your behavior because you know what you're going to supposed to be, you know what you're going to be focusing on the most. These are the types of things that we teach you in our coaching program. We don't want to give you a bunch of miscellaneous Mickey Mouse projects. We want to have you focus on the three to five things that matter the most every day. So if you know you have to make five contacts a day or ten contacts a day, we're going to teach you guys exactly what to say and how to say it so that those contacts are fruitful for the sake of basically moving your business forward. That's what we're focusing on. In the, in the way that you want to ultimately game your mindset, because some of you have problems with this direct, you know, we want you to be proactive with your lead generation, not passive, and many of you never have been. So one of the things that we really try to teach you guys to do is realize that if you're not enjoying the quality of life that you want for yourself and your family, and quality of life does mean material goods. Quality of life does mean money. Quality of life does mean all the things that you think it means, okay? You don't need to start saying, well, quality of life is just when I'm happy. Don't say the word happy because – Happy is like passion. They're fleeting feelings. They come and go. So let's just focus on the things that come from you having money and more money. Everything improves when you have money and more money. I hopefully we can all agree on that and not make this some sort of you know, political conversation. So once yeah. you realize that if you don't have the quality of life that you want, the reason is, is because you, not, you have not yet accepted or learned 
that there's a direct relationship between the number of people you help accomplish their goals in life and the number of goals in life that you will accomplish. The formula is that simple. So if you're not enjoying the quality of life you want, and I just gave you a definition for that, it's simply because you've not helped enough people. Now, here's what happens, and here's where people get screwed up, is they think wanting material goods requires that they do, in essence, bad things to get them. That's the, that's the disassociation. That's the mistake in your thinking. That's a very, um, you know, very convoluted way to think about material goods and, and, and money in general. Where the reality of it is, is what rich people know, and we talk about this on our podcast a lot, is the more people they help accomplish their goals, the more of their goals, they'll be, their own personal goals will be able to accomplish. So whereas somebody who's maybe scarcity-minded doesn't understand that relationship between the people you help and the quality of life you have, they're then going to say, well, the person with more just took it from the person that didn't have it. So you see how screwed up that is, guys? And that's prevalent in our society right now, isn't it? It's, it's a big political thing that's going on right now, but it's always been there. Take it from your wise old coach, Tim. I'm 50 this year, and ever since I can remember, it's always, there's always been that undercurrent of, there, of that. It's because people do not accept the fact that their predicament in life, whether it's the house they live in, the doesn't matter, the food they eat, the clothes they wear, the kids' schools, all that – what they are or not experiencing, what, if they don't like what they have, it's because – and this is – I'm going to say it for the third time. It's because they have not learned how to help enough other people accomplish their goals. The rich person with quotes knows that. They know that not only do they have to – they have to be constantly improving to stay relevant and important enough for other people to pay them to uh, help them accomplish their goals. could be solving a problem. That's what selling a house is or helping someone buy a house. It could be you know, anything you can possibly imagine. All the highest paid professions in the world, all those people are getting paid that amount of money because they're helping other people. Guys, that's it. So if you, if you are experiencing scarcity at any level in your life, help more people. If you don't know how to help more people, learn how to help more people. That's what coaching is right. all about. That's what we do. That's the whole point of our existence, to help you guys understand that and then give you guys the runway to run down to, in essence, learn what you need to learn so that you don't have to live a life of scarcity anymore. This is a choice that you can make. You can make a choice. You can decide. Yes, following the path that we're proposing for you will require some growth. It might require – no, it will require some growth and discomfort. So what? Be okay with that because your growth and discomfort will result in, if you don't like you know, feeling self-serving, then try this one on. Your growth and discomfort will then position you to be able to help more people. Okay, there it is. This is the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. This is the root of it, what I'm telling you guys now. When Julie and I were formulating all these Harris rules over the years, that many of which fell into our book, Harris Rules, which you can get at Amazon or in Barnes & Noble, it came from putting all these thoughts together from helping other people through coaching calls. That's how we've become – that's how we came to know what we know. No one else – I mean I'm not saying there weren't other people that had influence on us. Obviously there were, but really where it came from was because we felt unethical and immoral if we did not have the uh, ability to help other people solve their problems, in our cases, helping you guys solve your problems. And not your problems are not, by the way, lack of leads, right? <laughs> your problems are not that you need a CRM. You have other issues, and the core issue is you're, you're, you have not correlated or attached helping people financial success. You attach those two things, and you're, you accept it and stop arm wrestling with it, then on the other side of that is going to be your willingness and eagerness to actually start 
learning. And then the more you learn how to help people, the more you're going to earn. That is how the formula works. Julie, next point. That's right. It's the removal of making it about you that makes all of the difference. When you make it about everyone else and helping them, all of a sudden the business does become a lot easier. Not that it's easy. As you said, it does require work. So point number 13, good filters. This is a big one. Don't listen to, follow, take advice or coaching from anyone who hasn't done what you're trying to do at a high level for a long time. False gurus will give you inconsistent results. I'll give you an example from two days ago on Premier Coaching. One of our Premier Coaching clients uh, was doing a great job, came to the call, had lots of good questions. Basically what it came down to is he had called, I think he made about 50, plus or minus 50 contacts of expireds. Okay, so after 50, you should be able to be setting appointments, right? I mean, that's a lot. That's not just dabbling and maybe trying five or leaving a few voicemails. So I asked him a bunch of coaching questions. You know, how long have you been in this business? What kind of scripts are you using? When are you calling? Are you leaving voicemail? Are you having real contact? Real contact. So then I had him send me the script he was using, which was not out of firmware coaching, quite possibly the most horrible, overly aggressive nonsensical expired script I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of them. So no wonder he was getting hung up on, okay? Where did he get that? From somebody I've never heard from, never heard of. Don't listen to, follow, take advice or coaching from somebody who hasn't done what you're trying to do and done it at a high level for a really long time. I always think about Olympic athletes, right? Who are their coaches? Did their coaches just like read a book about gymnastics and decide to be an Olympic coach? Or did they probably come from gymnastics? They might even have been an Olympic athlete themselves. They've done it for a long time at a super high level. They have that level of experience to pull from. So any one of you probably could roll out of bed and throw together a script. But is it based on the predictable responses of who you're calling over many, many times with really great results after tweaking it after probably thousands of calls. There's a huge difference. And so I'm anxious to see what this coaching client's going to do using a proven script versus something that's, I don't even know how it was thrown together. It wasn't even logical. So but that, that you goes guys back do this to when you listen to the experience, yeah. right? I mean, that goes exactly. back, if we're yeah. just, again, let's not pull punches or try to basically use parsed words. That goes back to the arrogance of inexperience. And there's, um, we should do a podcast about this, Julie, the four levels of learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who came up with that? Maslow, right? Abraham Maslow. The first one was, um, mm-hmm. can you remember? Formulation. What was the first one? Yeah, I got to memorize. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's the first one where you're like, basically, you don't know oh, that you, you don't mean, know anything. Uh, unconscious incompetence. You're unconscious. Yeah, unconscious your incompetence. incompetence. Yeah, we should totally do that yeah. podcast again. That was fun. Don't and that's in the book, by know. the way. Yeah. So that's, yeah. What that per- that's where that person was. That's so there's different podcast. levels of learning. Uh, there's True. unconscious incompetence. Then there's, so you don't know what you don't know. And then there's conscious incompetence where you're realizing you don't know. You like you get kicked in the head a few times, and you're realizing, well, maybe I'm not as smart or naturally gifted as a salesperson I thought I was. And then there's the conscious um, conscious incompetence. Conscious competence. Or, the, well, yes. And then the last one uh, is unconscious competence, and that's basically yeah. where you can whatever comes autopilot. out of your mouth is on autopilot, right? And so that's where we want all of you to get. We and all of you will get that as long as you don't procrastinate moving past the first phase. And the problem with being in the first phase is you don't know you're in the first phase, especially as you come into the real estate business. But here's what happens. 
and Julie, I can get, I'm going to use you as an example, but I'll have you tell your own story. Um, right. What happens is when you get into the real estate business, you will basically get a bunch of misinformation. And many of you who've been in the real estate business for a long time have built on that uh, misinformation and, no, and never have challenged it. So as a result of that, you're struggling. Things are harder than they should be because you basically had your roots, uh, your core structure of how you think about the residential real estate business or listings or whatever is wrong. And you learned it from people that you shouldn't have listened to in the first place. How about that for just being direct? Did you yeah. explain? Did the person you got your advice from ever sell real estate before? How many real estate coaches out there ever sold real estate? Okay, there's some, right? Well, how many real estate coaches out there actually have sold real estate at a high level for a long period of time? 100, 200 houses per year like Julie and I did. How many real estate coaches out there actually sold 100 houses their first year in the business in their early 20s? There's only one. It's us. We're the only ones that ever did it. How many of real, Okay, so if you go down the litany of things when you're trying to decide who you're going to hire, you need to hire the person who has got the highest probability of success with helping you. There's a great website that we built called comparacoach.com. So I want Julie to tell her story as we wrap up today's show. Um, she is, I'll, I'll set it up for you, Jules. So she is, many of you know, mm -hmm. a professional musician. Julie's played in orchestras. She, her primary instrument's flute and piccolo, but she obviously had a root education in piano. So, Julie? Yeah, well, I, I definitely relate to everything we're talking about. As a kid, I took uh, flute and piano lessons from, I think, I must have been maybe four or five years old all the way through high school and college and everything. But my piano was taught by my flute teacher because they had a rudimentary enough understanding and they were at the house anyway with my flute lessons. Now, they were really a great flute teacher, but I didn't realize they were not a great piano teacher. Okay, I just kept on... Um, it's as close as I, I'm reading your thing, Tim. I kept taking those piano lessons, and I thought for sure, okay, that everything was fine. I mean, I would go to piano competitions. I would do okay. I never played the hardest pieces, but I always did fine until later on when I was probably 40-something, I decided to get back into piano and hire a, quote, real piano teacher, right? Somebody who actually went to Juilliard in piano who actually performs with Cirque du Soleil all over the world, his own incredible piano act, who immediately pointed out all of my strange workarounds, my misunderstandings, my foibles, my mistakes. It was painful. Your hacks. Nobody. I mean, he called them hacks. My hacks. And that's what they were. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could get around. And you know what else? I, I related to this. I'm also discovering this with Spanish now that I'm, learning Spanish again here in Puerto Rico, that I have a lot of workarounds yeah. with that too, which are being pointed out by my Spanish tutor. So who, you know, is a native speaker and knows this kind of stuff, not just like read it in a book. Okay. So it, and yes, it's painful to realize that for years I was, I was practicing my scales wrong, which then translated into not being able to sight read as well as I should have, which then made me hate sight reading. It's all related, but I didn't realize it until I hired a real coach Okay. And there's so many different examples of that. We could talk about orange theory. We used to think we knew how to work out until we had coaches say, you know what, this is a better way to do a plank or to lift these barbells. This is how it's supposed to be done. Okay. So there's a difference between piecing together things. I see this when these guys put together their uh, listing presentations and their pre-listing packages, their piecemeal put together a little bit from their broker, a little bit from their friend that sells real estate in the town next door, 
a little bit from, you know, whoever, and you, you try to cobble these things together, which then translates to you either not having a real listing presentation or not having one that makes sense. It's the same as me with my piano hacks. Until somebody looks at it and says, Here, here's where it happens where the rubber meets the road with, with the real estate conversation. When a coach like us asks you, what makes you different? Why would I list my house with you versus the person that sold me the house? And you guys all have the same answer because I'll take better care of you. I have a, you know, I've got a big list of buyers I'll bring. I'll do some open houses for you and my social media is awesome. No, I said, what makes you different? That's what a pre-listing package is supposed to do. And I've got to get over to Premier so that I can make some of those points with our people we're taking good care of. So I'll toss it back to you, Tim. Yes, thank you. So the moral of the story, guys, is if you want to truly be successful in real estate, you've got to start with the mindset of service, right? We made that clear. But then the secondary thing is you have to back it up with knowing, basically follow a proven path and learn and master what it takes to truly be successful. Look, guys, we have the number one agent in Canada as a personal client, the number one agent in uh, you know, Connecticut, the number one agent, and we can rattle off all the markets. We have some of the most successful agents that we call them homegrown. They came up with us. They became successful following our system. Our system works in all price ranges and all real estate markets. So if you're listening to us for the first time, if you're listening to us for the billionth time, <laughs> thanks to both of you, you know, whichever end of the spectrum you are in. But realize, if you're feeling a heightened level of stress and anxiety, it's because intuitively you know you don't really have a proven plan and you're just trying to you know, cod your own plan together. Why are you doing that? That makes no sense. If you Look, here's another interesting statistic. Something like 98% of all small businesses fail within two years. I don't know. Maybe it's 90%, but you get the gist of it. It's the exact same number for the number of real estate agents that fail. Well, why is that true? Versus, say, for example, a franchise. Why do virtually all franchises succeed? Because they're following a proven business model. They're accepting that they need accountability. When you, you, know, when you buy a franchise, you're basically buying a boss who's going to make sure you run your business correctly. Depending on what franchise it is, that's more or less so. But the moral of the story is that's the reason franchises, generally speaking, have a vastly superior success rate than individual practitioners or you know, entrepreneurs because they're following a proven path. They're following a proven business system. When you guys get into real estate, you not only have to learn how to sell, but you also have to structure a business around selling. And that's where both into those, you know, both those major jobs, and then you have money management, and then you have all the other things that go along with it. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot, you do not have, very few of you, one in a thousand have the experience to actually know how to do all that without needing um, a professional coach. Why would you struggle and waste another year, waste another day trying to just cogit together yourself? It doesn't make sense. And if you're a skeptic and you're hearing Julie and I say, well, you guys are just trying to sell coaching. Yeah, no shit, we're trying to sell coaching. That's what we do. That's what our business is. That's not a surprise. But the reason that we sell a lot of coaching is because what we do works. What we talk about works. What it, it's proven to work in all price ranges and all markets. So if you guys want to take the next natural step, you can do one of two things. You can just text me directly at 512-758-0206, and I'll send you directly to one of our new member coaches, and they'll answer your questions right away about our coaching program. Um, or you can just download the real estate treasure map and just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And then we will text you back the link to download the treasure map, and you will also then receive a call where you can then uh, speak with one of our new member coaches if you choose to. Either way, guys, please don't waste another second. 
So we're going to finish up this um, topic tomorrow, how to transition from a part-time dabbler to a full-time rock star. And I really do appreciate the great feedback and the continued great reviews on iTunes and the rest of it. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.